part of our team and uh, getting bowl eligible. I don't take getting bowl eligible for granted. Never will. There's a lot of teams in college football right now that are sitting there with four wins or five wins or three wins, uh, fighting like crazy to get a six win to go to a bowl game. So for our guys to have done it after nine games uh, with, with a lot of the adversity we've faced this year with injuries on the defensive side of the ball and starting one and two is something that we're really, really proud of, but certainly not satisfied with. Uh, we we uh, were on a mission last week to get you know a win and play great. We're on the same mission this week also to try and get our seventh win um, looking back, you know, at the game, obviously it starts with the penalties, had way too many, and as I said in the press conference last night, we've been a good team this year, a disciplined team, and haven't had a lot of penalties, so last night was certainly not like us, and uh, we've got to be better. Uh, offensively, love the, the start that we had. I love the uh, lack of turnovers that we had against a team that had been really disruptive in, 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 in creating turnovers. Love that part of it. Did not like the way that we finished. You know, to only score seven points in the second half, very disappointing. Uh, and then to not be able to, you know, put the game away on those last couple drives. Uh, I, I did not like that. You know, we put our defense back out there a couple times when we didn't have to. Defensively, loved uh, our start getting a turnover on the first series that against a team that hadn't turned the ball over. And then getting three more throughout the night was, was huge to win the turnover battle. Uh, against a team like that that doesn't beat themselves. We told our players we were going to have to go take it from them, and, and we did. Didn't like our tackling on defense. We, we tackled poorly and uh, uh, misfit some gaps. And that turned into some explosive runs for them. But uh, overall, really pleased with a lot of the things that we did, and, and it's always great when you can win a football game on the road in the SEC but then have so much to correct and clean up. We were able to coach them really hard today about that. Going, after going back and looking at the tape, our players of the game on offense were Spencer Rattler and Jaheim Bell. Spencer played great, and uh, Jaheim played great, and, and credit to Jaheim. Like I said last night, that wasn't easy going and just literally changing positions in the middle, in, at the beginning of the week, and he looked very natural. He was just a really good football player, and it showed our defensive players of the game were Jordan Birch. Uh, he was extremely dominant up front and, and uh, showed his pass rushing ability as, at the end of the game. And then DQ Smith as well. Uh, I mean, what he and really Nick Eamon Worry both are doing, I mean, they're true freshmen and they're literally playing every single snap of the game uh, on defense. They don't come off the field. And DQ was disruptive last night, uh, caused a fumble, uh, had a sack, and then was very improved in his pass coverage. Special teams was uh, Darius Rush. Uh, we, we, he continues to be a great player for us on defense and special teams. Peyton Mangrum, Kai Kroger, and Tonka Hemingway. And then our scout team players of the week were Jason Henry, Donovan Westmoreland, and DJ Twitty. So, again, proud of our guys. Injury-wise, uh, came out of the game pretty good. Uh, no, no issues from last night. Uh, and then we're optimistic on Marshawn Lloyd. We'll see how he progresses. We just got off the practice field. He didn't really do anything tonight. We'll see how he progresses tomorrow and uh, and then what he's able to do in practice on Tuesday. But optimistic he'll be able to go this weekend. Questions? Hey, Shane, it's Dave. Uh, obviously, the secondary took the brunt of some of those uh, bang-ups last night. Uh, but no lingering injuries. I mean, is everybody good to go at this point for, for Florida? Yeah, that's what I said. There's no issues from last night. And, and uh, you know, did have some guys that got banged up. But 
uh, nothing that we feel like is long term. Again, it's it's November in in the SEC. Your body's not going to feel good. So do we have some guys that are banged up and, and not 100 percent sure, but don't have anybody that coming out of, coming off the field from last night that we're doubt that that we're that we don't feel good about. And then that includes B.J. Gibson. He's getting a uh, getting his MRI, or I guess it's an MRI tomorrow on his hamstring. Uh, would not say that he's uh, doubtful or or definitely going at this point. We'll kind of see how the MRI looks, but we're optimistic that he'll be able to, to do something for us this weekend also. Shane, it's Ben. Just uh, on that thing there, I mean, obviously they had to deal with a bunch of guys coming in and out. How do you kind of think they dealt with that? I guess what do you kind of see from that group sort of being thrown into kind of a crazy situation and having to rotate as many defensive backs as you did last night? Yeah, I think they're doing a great job. Um, you know, I mean, we – we. Uh, uh, started Rush and, and Smith, Cam, and they did some good things. And then Phil asking the question last night about Cam Smith, and then it's kind of what I said. He just uh, had a, you know, uh, chest was, whether it was a chest cold or, or whatever, he just he wasn't 100% in the second half, and, and uh, we've got confidence in Phil and Rush. So Cam was out in the second half, and then, you know, B.J. Gibson got hurt. Um uh, Devonnie Reed, like we'd already talked about, was was banged up. Nick Emanuori and DQ were playing every single snap, so we are rolling a lot of guys in there. But I thought those guys, you know, continued they continue to do a great job. Give Torian, you know, credit; he's done a really good job coaching them. And we got guys that can play in in multiple multiple positions, um, and and we're gonna have to down the stretch. Hey, Shannon Taylor, I want to just ask a little bit about BJ Gibson, just and his background and him obviously coming in as, as a walk-on and being a little unheralded, so to speak. What? How did that come together, him him getting here, and, and obviously what, what's it mean, meant to, to have him uh, being a contributing member of the team so far? This yeah, he's been, no, he's been awesome. And, uh, I, I guess it was summer of 2021, I guess, or winter of 2021. I can't keep it all straight, but I just remember uh, – uh, you know, our, our Taylor Edwards and our recruiting staff and then some of our defensive coaches saying that there was a, a young man that had been at the uh, Naval Academy, I guess, that was from this region and was looking to uh, uh, transfer back and was willing to walk on. And he played snaps previously. And when I, you know, saw him, I mean, obviously a guy with his size and, and his length, that's what you're looking for. Uh, at defensive back and to be able to get him to be willing to walk on was a huge uh, um, blessing for us that, that he was interested in us and he's been fantastic he's a great young man and and doesn't really say anything he just uh, goes out there and just kind of tries to improve at his craft every single time he takes the field and and he went in there you know he had been in there in some games earlier this season and did okay and he started last night and, and certainly um, uh, did okay Hey, Coach, Andrew Shane. Lyon, Gamecocks. Uh, a couple other guys that saw some extended action last night were uh, Stone Blanton and Van Martin Scott at linebacker. What was the thought process behind those guys uh, playing such significant snaps in, the, in an SEC contest, and what were your thoughts on their performance overall? Yeah, the thought going into it was uh, we needed to continue to get those guys uh, uh, plays in the game, one, because they're good players and they can help us, uh, two, just to be able to um, – uh, spell and, and give Brad Scott or Brad Scott, Brad uh, Johnson and and, um, and and Sherrod Green 
a blow. I mean, we felt coming out of the coming out of the Missouri game, and I guess probably a little bit of the A and M game, both that those guys had played too many snaps. Talking about Brad and Sherrod, so um, one just trying to keep them fresh, and then also being able to you know get those guys in there because they're good football players and they're and they're smart young men too. They know what to do. So when you trust them to know what to do and and uh, get in there and be active and make some plays, that's what we wanted to do. So they did a good job in there last night. Uh, Bam is athletic, and if you watch closely, I mean, he did a lot for us last night, whether it be in coverage or rushing the passer. And then Stone's a guy. He's extremely smart. Um, I feel like Stone is in this football facility as much, if not more, than the coaches. Football is very important to him, and he knows exactly what's going on, and he's very mature for a true freshman. So both those guys did a really good job last night. Hey, Shane, it's Mike Yuva. Obviously, over the course of the season, even going back to the last year, the impact that Pete Lembo has had on the coaching staff, I think a lot of people look at it from a special team standpoint. I know the focus right now isn't going to be on any awards individually, but obviously that's around the corner. And, you know, I'm sure you would say that he deserves to have his name on that Broyles list. I, I bring all this up because outside of what people are seeing from a special team standpoint, what has Pete done from a day-to-day standpoint to help your program continue to grow? Uh, he's obviously phenomenal from a special team standpoint. He and Stanton Weber do a great job, and it's so beneficial when you have, um, when you have to me, a guy that he doesn't coach a position, so he's able to coach just special teams, that's where he's able to spend all of his time. And and then he's able to just, you know, interact with different coaches on the staff and all the players as well and develop relationships. So he's been he's been awesome from that standpoint, the fact that he's been a head coach and, and I can bounce ideas off of him and things like that. And, and I mean he understands like this this chair that I sit in in my position, it's it's lonely. And um there it, it it's it's different things that just you deal with that people on the outside don't understand and he does because he sat in that chair so I appreciate that and, and then I think thing the other thing too that he doesn't get enough credit for is his recruiting he works he doesn't have necessarily a position to cope to recruit but he has an area to recruit and he works his butt off recruiting that area and has really uh, opened up a lot of uh, opened up a lot of doors for us particularly in the Northeast. Shane and Dave again, um, you know, Darius Russ just having a fantastic season. Seems like he's always in the right place at the right time. When you came in, did you know a lot about his background, that he kind of came in as a receiver, multi-use athlete, and then, you know, kind of got switched to DB? How have you seen his growth from the first time you met him to now? Yeah, I knew a little bit um, just from, you know, when I was at uh, Oklahoma on – in different places, and you're always looking at like who are the top prospects in in different areas. And I'd always recruited, you know, the East Coast, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, wherever. When when I was at uh, Oklahoma, so certainly was familiar with the name Darius Rush. Didn't really know much about him as a person and, and whatnot, but was familiar with his background certainly as a as a receiver. And uh, I just remember when I first got hired, Dave, he was like the guy that uh, I just, I remember meeting him and just thinking there's something different about this guy. And, you know, I got hired and I had all these individual meetings with players here in my office in Columbia. And then I went back to Norman for, uh, for Christmas. And I just remember during that time that I was back in Oklahoma over the holidays, 
Darius would, you know, he called called me, you know, just two or three times, just wanting to check in on me, see how I'm doing, talk, get to know me, all that stuff. And and um, just remember thinking this, this something different about this guy in a good way. And he's just worked really, really, really hard and proud of his growth and proud of his development as, as a player and as a, uh, a leader on our defense, a leader on our football team. Hey, Shane, it's uh, Ben Brenner. Apologies, it's a little bit of an involved question, but last year your guys' pass defense, at least based on certain statistics, was was pretty good at kind of uh, disrupting opposing passing games, putting teams behind the sticks, maybe a little more big uh, prone to giving up the big play. This year that's kind of flipped. You guys are kind of much better at that big play prevention. Does that reflect sort of a change in strategy and tactics, different personnel, or is that just one of those kind of things that's fallen with the way the year's gone? Um, that you're saying that we're not giving up as many big plays in the passing game. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Last year, you guys were a little more disruptive, putting teams behind the sticks. This year, opponents are maybe driving a little bit more on you through the pass game, but you're not giving up big plays as much. Um, I don't know. It's a good question, Ben. Um, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that our calls are, are much, um, are much different. Uh, you know, I think every game's different. And certainly, we we've got you know corners that that are really really talented. We've got two of the better corners in this league that are NFL type defensive backs, and um, you know we're able to they're able to shut a lot of things down on the outside for us uh, the majority of the time, and we leave them on an island out there a lot, and they continue to make plays. and And certainly, we've had to really make a commitment to stopping the run coming out of that Arkansas game. We didn't do a good enough job of it. And knew we needed more of a commitment to stopping the run. So that meant committing more people to the box. And, and we've played maybe a little bit more, you know, just true three deep coverage, three deep zone coverage, trying to get an extra hat near the line of scrimmage to help with the run game as well. So not that we didn't do that last year, but we're maybe doing a little bit more of that. But I don't think we're really – uh, doing things different than schematically or calling different things. I think it's just the way it's kind of shaken out. Hopefully that, hopefully that, you know, we don't, we want to, we want to get stops no matter what. So I don't want all of a sudden turn it into a, a big play fest, but you know, I go, I think back to the Florida game last year. And I mean, I think they hit us on, on two big deep balls down the middle early in the game, if I remember correctly. And, and part of that was, okay, we're going to, we are going to stop the run and we're going to make, you know, them make throws to beat us. And, and when you do that, you know, you're going to give up some deep balls occasionally, but, you know, then you got to settle down. And, and we did that last year. And, and uh, um, you know, it's kind of our mindset this year, too. Thanks, Shane, it's the other Ben. Um, I think you guys declined a 10 second runoff at the end of the first half, it was. Just, I was yeah. just curious, kind of what. That, what what kind of was the decision there? What kind of happened in that? that uh, because that uh, I really, I was talking to Clayton about it, and um, I think I want to say we had two timeouts left, if I'm not mistaken, Ben. And they had a they had a. I was trying to get the ball back. To make a long story short, um, I wanted to try and uh, I knew they were in two minute mode. But I felt like at that point we had a chance now to, if I, if I remember correctly, to get the ball back. If we could get, if we could get two more stops and then use those timeouts, we may not have enough for a long drive. But with our punt pressure team, anytime you can make the opponent punt, I want to make the opponent punt, and uh, that's what I was trying to do was was uh, uh, make them at least 
bring up fourth down and make a decision on what they were going to do. Cool. Thanks. Uh-huh. Hey, Shane, it's Alan. Uh, your offensive line last night only gave up one sack and a lot more push we've seen the last few weeks. Is that just better technique? Is that just playing better? What do you talk about up to with your line last night? No, I think they've been really good the majority of the season. Uh, we didn't, we weren't good enough. None of us were against Missouri, but I think our offensive line was pretty dang good against A&M. I thought they were pretty good against Kentucky, and they were good against South Carolina State, and they were good against Charlotte. I don't think it's just all of a sudden a one-night thing. They've been really damn good all year, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I think it's just continuity. We've, we've, we've stayed healthier the last few weeks, and and those guys, it's it's showing. We've got a lot of guys that are good football players, and they've played a lot of snaps together. And Trey Jones started last night and played every snap of the game, and, and he continues to get better. And, and 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 that group also. Shane, a quick secondary follow up uh, with kind of all the, the injuries and stuff. What is sort of the role for uh, Marcel Style kind of in in this mix currently? He is. We feel like we've got three starters at the corner position, Sell, Cam, and uh, Darius in, in our mind. And we rotate all three of those, and it may be, okay, this guy's going to start, this guy's coming in on the next series. Or last night it was Cam and Rush started, and Sell was going to come in. I think the plan was on the, the, the plan was the third series of the game. I'm not going to remember how exactly it shook out. But all three of those guys played. But then Sell's also a guy that he's smart and, and – uh, and can play can play different positions. You know, I mean, we want our guys to be able to do a little bit of everything. We got corners, we got a nickel, we got two safeties. Last night we played with some six DB sets towards the end of the game as well. So the more those guys can do, the better. Hey, Coach, it's Andrew again. Um, whether or not Marshawn Lloyd comes back fully healthy for this next game and the rotation maybe is a little bit more healthy overall, do you envision Jaheim Bell continuing to get snaps of running back the rest of the season? I think he certainly uh, looked very natural. At running back last night, and Juju McDowell did some really good things, and CBS did some really good things, and Marshawn's obviously a really good running back. So I think, uh, again, as always, we want to continue to try and get our, our best guys out there and find ways to get them the ball. So we've got to continue to be creative, and, and certainly I would imagine that would you know mean that you'd see Jaheim do a lot of that stuff, which he had done some of that this year before, you know, lined up as a fullback and hanging in the ball and in short yardage situations also.